2: The Cincinnati Bengals will prioritize an extension for Joe Burrow this offseason. Let's break down why it makes sense. I think it's pretty obvious and what it might look like.
1: You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisco. He's your host, James Rapine. Today we get into the intricacies of a potential Joe Burrow extension here on the Locked On Bengals Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, bringing you coverage of your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts, and on YouTube. So hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button wherever you get your podcasts, and we will be delivered to your devices when we upload our content every day. And you can join the First Listen Club with all those other Bengals fans who do the same. This episode of Lockdown Bengals is brought to you by Nissan. The only thing more exciting than the big game is the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. The Nissan Aria is the EV for people who love to drive. Learn more at nissanusa.com. Before we dive into the Joe Burrow contract situation that is upcoming for the Cincinnati Bengals, James, I wanted to hit a quick coaching interview update. Most notably, Lou Rumo will be interviewing for a second time with the Arizona Cardinals. But in this particular job hunt, Brian Callahan was notified that he will not be part of that second round of interviews, according to reports on Tuesday. Of course, he's still in the running with the Colts, as far as we know. And Dan Pitcher is interviewing again with Tampa, which is surprising because last time he mentioned Dan Pitcher's name, it was after he had his contract shored up with the Bengals. And it looked like him going elsewhere was not likely to happen, but there he goes interviewing for an offensive coordinator
0: job. And he had a Zoom with that Tampa Bay uh, staff when the the Bengals were still in the postseason. And so maybe this is Tampa just doing its due diligence. Maybe it's Dan giving himself uh, another option if he doesn't get promoted to offensive coordinator with Brian Callahan potentially getting a head coaching job if BC's back then maybe you say, all right, let me go elsewhere and be an offensive coordinator. So it is interesting. Here's what I will say, because I, I think it matter of when, not if, for Lou and, and Brian, and we've talked about that a ton on the pod. You're really conducting your, your final interviews via Zoom? Zoom?
1: Who are you this, talking we're about? Not talk,
0: I'm talking about Lou Anarumo's next interview with the Cardinals. It, as of now, is scheduled to be on Zoom on Friday, according to Albert Breer. Oh. That's that's wild to me. They're that, all on Zoom, though, I think. Well, part of that is because the Eagles are in the Super Bowl, so mm-hmm. I get it. Why would you have Lou do a Zoom? And maybe it's, oh, well, we already talked to him in person. I guess, man. It's a head coaching job, and you're already paying Cliff Kingsbury to be in Thailand. But that's neither here nor there. I would bring him in. I I would... If I was making that kind of hire, I, I would find a way to to get that done. But whatever.
2: Yeah, I I thought I had read that Anna Rumo's was going to be in person, and some of these others were not. So I, I must have been mistaken because obviously. maybe it'll
0: change. May, yeah, maybe it'll change. I just don't know why. Outside of a, a, the coach still coaching in Philly, yeah. Brian Flores should be in person, and so should do Anna Rumo. But I'm not complaining if if it's on yeah. Zoom. Because right. selfishly, you'd want to have uh, all hands on deck, all of these guys back next year.
2: Yeah, I mean, the thing that we're looking at with these coaching jobs is obviously let's not lose all the coaches at once. That would be the most detrimental thing for, for the team, right? And mm-hmm. so, selfishly, as people who are pulling for the Bengals to be back in the Super Bowl next year so we can cover a Super Bowl again, right? Um, the, l- losing all these guys at once, that, that's what you want to avoid. Especially when Dan Pitcher is the OC and waiting internally.
0: Yeah, it, it would. It's weird. Maybe they're all back. Maybe they're not. Maybe Tampa has their their choices, and they're like, yeah, right before we make this hire because it's going to be an important one. Let's just talk to Dan one more time. Could be a, a variety of different things, and uh, I'm sure that they will ask Dan about his work with Ding 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 Joe Burrow, who's about to get. Well, he's already way richer than you and I, Jake, but, but get much, much richer than everybody listening this offseason when the Bengals sign him to an extension. You never know who's listening, James. Much richer. Much, much richer.
2: <laughs> I guess, I guess uh, Mike Brown isn't listening today. Joe Burrow is in line to become the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Let's start there. There's been a lot written about this. I think that that is a likely outcome, I think Ian Rappaport talked about Joe Burrow is likely to become the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. I assume that was a source report based on somebody that he was talking to. Joel Corey, who does great work on the salary cap, uh, an agent who writes for CBS sports or a former agent. I'm not remembering right now suggested that 52 and a half million could be the number for Joe Burrow, which would make him the highest paid quarterback in the NFL, just a hair higher. About five percent higher than Aaron Rodgers' number, but James, a lot of Bengals fans are talking about Tom Brady contract, team-friendly contract, keep the band together contract. How would you handicap that? Do you think that that's even within the realm of possibilities?
0: No, no, not not really. I don't think because that's saying all right, take it, take less money to To help us keep X, Y, and Z. And I, I don't think it's a money thing. I think the money is kind of what the money is. I think he's going to get more than Aaron Rodgers, and it's just a matter of how long of a contract that is. How much flexibility does he give the Bengals to play with the roster and make sure that they can keep T and Chase? And regardless, they'll be able to. But then someone gets squeezed out when you go that route. And they've already kind of made that known with Jesse Bates, like, hey, we're not making you the highest paid safety in the NFL. And that's why it's inevitable that he goes elsewhere because they have other priorities and T's high on that list. Jamar is obviously high on that list, but no one's higher than Joe Burrow. And so is he taking 40 million per no chance? I mean, maybe, but zero chance he's going to get huge money. I just, I wonder what the structure looks like. I wonder how much input he has in things. Is this just his agent talking versus him saying, hey, make sure that we give them enough wiggle room structure-wise so they can fit in Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and still have money for the defense and or the offensive line, and the list goes on and on. So the, the structure of this is quite, quite interesting, and I think that's what's make or break, not the actual money going into Joe Burrow's bank account.
2: Yeah, I think that that is the most challenging part of this for the Cincinnati Bengals is their history is that the money they guarantee is a signing bonus and occasionally a year one roster bonus as well. They don't really guarantee money deep into the deals. And the thing that people are asking for at the quarterback position, Lamar Jackson being the latest example because of Deshaun Watson's contract with the Cleveland Browns is a fully guaranteed contract. There are alternatives to this, of course. You can talk about Patrick Mahomes' deal as the primary example, of rolling guarantees. He only had $63 million fully guaranteed in that contract, but effectively a whole lot more of that money is guaranteed for Pat Mahomes. There's been some speculation that Joe Burrow isn't going to be very keen on that contract structure. And so that is, like you said, James, one of the big questions is, What is this deal going to look like? Is it going to be the pre Patrick Mahomes 10 year deal, the pre Josh Allen six year deal, the the run of the mill four or five year extension? Or is it going to be a bigger deal with rolling guarantees? And those are some of the details that this team will have to iron out. We'll talk about some of those coming up next.
0: Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy done. The way it should be. You pick two to six players, and if they will score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry, and they offer projections on any sport you watch, including the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, college football, college hoops, both men and women, soccer, WNBA, eSports, and so much more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy, and of course, withdrawals are safe and fast. They operate In over 30 states, including Canada, download the PricePix app or go to PricePix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit 100, you'll get 100 with promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit 50, you'll get 50. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKEDON at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100.
2: A lot of people were joking, James, when the Bengals sold the naming rights to Paul Brown Stadium and it became Paycor Stadium, that it was Joe Stadium and that they were doing all. I mean, people were joking, but it was true. They it is true. made a concerted effort to raise cash to pay Joe Burrow, expecting to have to put all this money into escrow. So for those of you that don't know, guaranteed money in NFL contracts, money that is fully guaranteed at the time of signing, which includes signing bonuses, which were paid out immediately, but any future year guaranteed salaries or, or roster bonuses need to be put into an escrow account, which is a holding account um, that, that shows that we have the money to pay for this. At some point, it will be released to the player as the contract uh, stipulates in the future. And it's some percentage, I don't remember what exactly the percentage is, of of money that needs to be put into escrow but it's a rule that has given the Bengals issues in the past we think because they've never given out these massive guarantees and the speculation is you know that we've talked about before is that it's always a cash flow issue and this sort of thing it's not like there are huge revenue streams for this team outside of football
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
2: And so they've done all this to raise money for Joe Burrow. They kind of pinched pennies a little bit in 2022. From a spending perspective, they spent less money than we expected them to. We talked about that a few times this year. So they're ready to pony up the cash. But you wonder, what will it look like exactly? Will it be that four-year deal with guarantees and, and they'll buckle on their contract structure the way that uh, Pittsburgh did with TJ Watt, for example, when they pushed when, when their hand was forced or, or Green Bay did with Aaron Rodgers, which I think, yes. But um, I assume they're looking for a long deal here, right? Because that's the benefit So doing it early is the cap's going to keep going up and how good is that Patrick Mahomes deal looking right now where, you know, his cap hits in the mid forties most years. And we're talking about 52 and that's just going to keep going up because that's what happens in the NFL.
0: Yeah. It's the guaranteed money. I'm just looking, Uh, I guess the Haslam's had to put $185 million into escrow. So I think it might be all of it because, you know, signing bonuses aside, obviously you get that up front.
2: There, there is a small allowance where they, they. I think it's okay. like fifteen million dollars or twenty-five million. It, it changed in the recent CVA too, and I don't remember exactly it. what it is. It like okay. relaxed so, it a little bit, but it's not like when you're talking about a hundred million dollars. It's, it's not, a, it's
0: not a lot of that. Okay, gotcha. Um, look, this is, this is the big dilemma. This is the part the Bengals are going to pay Joe Burrow. But people wondering, oh, how are they going to? Look at where they were three years ago versus now. The reason they have an indoor, it's temporary, but an indoor practice facility, Joe Burrow. The reason that they have all these, this, honestly, continued growth from an in-stadium entertainment perspective, it's Joe Burrow. It continues because they're having success. Why are they having success, Joe Burrow? Like He's changed a lot of things that they've done, and I get it. There are people behind that, and Elizabeth Blackburn deserves a lot of credit and ownership, and you can go on and on. But to me, the, the rolling guaranteed option, I, I just, knowing Joe, I feel like that's what he would be willing to take. Not less money. Not less money. But he would say, all right, well, I want to win. I, I want to get paid and I want to be swagged out and I want to be myself. But I want to win. How, how can we make this to where we continue to win? And the reason the Chiefs were able to get that deal done with Mahomes is because of that because that was the selling point. And I think it makes sense. So my question is, and I get it, Joe Burrow's agent negotiates this deal. I understand it. But how much input, how much? How involved in this process will Joe Burrow be? Will he just be in Vegas with, with Nick Bosa and company? Obviously not. He's going to be at home most of the time, even though he was in Vegas over the weekend. But will he be involved at all? Will he be at the table at all? Or will this just be a, a, a game of telephone between the Bengals and his agent? And then Burrow gets looped in when it's time to loop him in. I think that part matters a ton. And he was kind of coy when we would ask him, and it was in season, I get it, about contract stuff. But knowing what we know about Joe, there's a reason this fan base says, oh, well, he's going to take the Brady deal. I, it's because they know he prioritizes winning. That isn't happening. I, I think that it's just stupid. Joe Burrow isn't stupid. But is a rolling guaranteed long-term deal that locks him in stupid? I, I mean, I guess you could maximize and get more long-term if you go four years and and you, you're you up again and you're set to hit free agency at 30, 31 years old. I also wonder if he really cares if it's $500 million over the next decade and a couple of Super Bowl rings or at least better chances at that or... 600 million over the next decade and that's literally what we're talking about here when we're talking about Bro's contract he's going to make in that range what are the bengals willing to do what what is he willing to do and how long is he willing to sign for
2: yeah that is certainly the big question because it seems like everything is pointing to Uh, An Aaron Rodgers type deal, right? One of these conventional quarterback deals, the most recent data points is as Joel Corey points out over at cbssports.com or Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson who had 103.3 and 124 fully guaranteed at signing respectively.
0: I'd just be shocked at that. Like, look who you're talking about. Like, and I'm not taking shots at them, but I'm going to take a shot at them. Kyler is Kyler me, me, me Murray. All right. And Russell Wilson is, one, at the back end of his career, so you can't give him a huge, huge deal. But clearly he's about himself as much as anyone. And I get it. Burrow has an ego too. I Just four years makes it tough. Uh, It makes it real condensed and hard on the Bengals. I'm not going to lie to you.
2: I'm just talking about the guarantees, though. Those are the second and third highest total guarantees at the time of signing in the NFL. Why wouldn't Burrow want more than Russell Wilson got in terms of guarantees at the time of signing? Sure. I mean, it could be an exception. It could be like, like we talked about. I think at the time Josh Allen signed his deal, it was also the, the biggest fully guaranteed at the time of signing. Patrick Mahomes is a big exception, I believe, although I, I don't necessarily have that timeline clear where he only had 63 million guaranteed at the time of signing with the rolling guarantee structure. And Josh Allen's deal does have some similarities there. But, but was that so like
0: 63 for like the first three years or something for Mahomes? And was, then... It was
2: 63 fully guaranteed for Mahomes, yeah. And then everything else becomes guaranteed well in advance of,
0: of those years. Of the next, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which, so, why wouldn't you want that if you're Burrow? You just don't want to do a deal that long. That's the argument, right? You're not going to yeah, maximize your, your wealth.
2: Yeah, the, the easy argument if you're interested in maximizing your earnings, which is a fair thing for any human being to do, even in the sport of football, is to take the four-year deal, salary cap goes up, reset the market again, which is a way of of betting on yourself, right? And and then instead of that, you could do the Patrick Mahomes thing, which is a super team-friendly deal, but we'll see, right? Because we're talking about... You know, you you often get one or two chances to do this, and then yeah. what's going to be the most important thing for, for Burrow and the Bengals?
0: Yeah. I, to me... In the past, and quarterbacks have always made pretty good money, right? I'm not but in the past it would make sense to do four years for a lot of reasons. Does it really impact Joe at all if he makes five hundred million versus five fifty or six or, hundred? Or like does it really I know I know that sounds crazy and it is a lot of money. It's a big difference. But does it really? That's the part that I so, I wonder about. And so how much does he care about that? I don't know. I, how much does he want to reset the market twice versus just once?
2: Yeah, I don't know. We'll find out probably this offseason. Go back to Carson Palmer's extension when the Bengals made him the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL, highest-paid player in the NFL at the time. Six-year extension <laughs> uh, after crazy. after the second year of his rookie deal uh, because you were allowed to do extensions earlier under that CBA, and his deal was for 16 0.16 million per year, which tells was you during
0: about, the you know, it inflation. was during the, the 05 season. It was during his third yeah. season. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. It was right before he got injured. It was a a- after
2: injury. a second season, right before the injury.
0: Yeah. Ugh. But, I mean, but I, yeah. I think highest so paid player though is, is that's very much in the though. cards
2: for, for, for Burrow.
0: That, that's the difference though. Right. Is you're talking, would you say six years? What 90?
2: I don't know. I can't multiply well, 17 well, by anything.
0: Well, yeah, what, six times 10? Yeah, 96, roughly, right? So <laughs> let's just say $100 million. Well, being able to get another contract is, is much different when you're talking about $100 million for six years and then getting four years X amount versus the numbers we're talking now with Burrow. Like it's so inflated versus – and I get it. It's the revenue that the league is bringing in, and he deserves it, and he's the face of the franchise, one of the faces of the league. If I'm the Bengals, I would throw $500 million at him over 10 years, and I'd make him say no to that because that's really hard to do. I mean, come on. That's really, really tough to do, even if you can reset the market again in four years.
2: I, I think it depends on the guarantees, value. right? Because if, if he can get those guarantees well into the future like Mahomes, then you probably do it because you feel relatively probably. secure about getting the money.
0: And we'll you know, talk. the Bengals comfortable with that too, you know?
2: Yeah. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. We're going to have Andre Perota join us later this week as we get into the Bengals' salary cap. Uh, but A.J. Green announces his retirement on Monday. And what a career it was for A.J. We'll get into that conversation a little bit to finish up the show here coming up next.
0: Maybe the Bengals should also negotiate Bilt Bars, a lifetime supply of Bilt Bars into Joe Burrow's next contract. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar, the number one protein bar on the planet. They're covered in 100% chocolate, low sugar, low calories, protein-packed, And they're great for Burrow. They're great for you. They're great for Jake Lisko. They're great for me. Make sure you check them out right now at Built.com. Healthy is actually tasty. Yes, it tastes good with Built Bars. And it's not just Built.com now. Nope. They're at local Sam's Club stores. They're at local Walmart stores. So you can head to your nearest Walmart today and pick up a a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. You could also check out their 13-bar box with all of Built Bars hit flavors, brownie, batter, churro, and so much more. There's a flavor for everyone. It's the number one protein bar on the planet, and Bengals. Maybe Mike Brown is listening, Jake. This is a perfect way to negotiate that deal with Joe Burrow. Grab a box of Built Bars today.
2: This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? A.J. Green, James, what a career. What a career. Underappreciated, I think, by NFL fans at large because despite making the playoffs for his first five years in Cincinnati, this was the era of Cincinnati Bengals football where primetime losses were the norm, playoff losses were the norm, and every time a larger audience got eyes on the Cincinnati Bengals at the time, not every time, but more times than not, they -hmm. came up short. But what a start to a career for A.J. Green. Seven straight Pro Bowls to start a career. Mm -hmm. And I was watching a highlight reel of A.J. Green's career today just for some nostalgia. And I couldn't help but imagine A.J. in his prime with Joe Burrow and just how incredible those skill sets would have lined up. I mean, we talk about back shoulders to T and Jamar. Mm Mm-hmm. The accuracy with A.J. Green, that frame, that that, uh, catch radius, that would be something.
0: Yeah, I I think that A.J. Green, there was a real chance he would have went down as the best receiver in Bengals history if a few things go his way. One, maybe he's not playing with a second-round quarterback had he been paired with a Carson, had he been paired with a Burrow, had he been paired with and look those are special talents and Andy was really really good and will likely be in the ring of honor someday and debate that whatever later uh, he's got great numbers but AJ Green is a huge reason why Andy Dalton was so successful i mean the the deep balls that he would find a way to bring down the contested catches that he would make the the plays that he made really from the jump from the game winning touchdown after being frustrated by Joe Hayden in his NFL debut Um, To the game in Denver where Andy and and AJ go there, I think it was the following week in 2011. And AJ, that's when you knew, like, oh, this dude is just different. He was different. And the other if is is health. And, you know, he goes down. 2016, he's just balling. I mean, on pace for 1,800-plus yards, was just playing great, gets hurt against the Bills. I was looking at it today, gets hurt against the Bills and and doesn't return that year. Finishes just short of 1,000 yards receiving. And that's why um, you you look at him and he never had that monstrous 1,800-yard season. He was never in that realm. And so Hall of Fame or not, I don't know. But you mentioned the seven Pro Bowls. First receiver in NFL history to do that, seven straight years. First Bengal player to do that at any possession, seven straight years to start his career. Um, Both to start his career, by the way. But injuries got him at the end. Um, Clearly wasn't the same guy. Really, after that five-game stretch in 2018, where he showed flashes of of being the old AJ, they started four and one. Obviously, we know what happened in 2019, and uh, 2020 was rough. But it ends rough, uh, you know, it, it does. But he goes down 10,514 yards, second in a bunch of receiving categories for the Bengals: receptions, touchdowns, uh, re- receiving yards, all of those things, just behind Chad. A great player. And um, he's going to be guaranteed one hundred percent signed, sealed, delivered in the Ring of Honor someday, which is is going to be really cool.
2: Yeah, it was a pretty for for all the warts that I talked about in prime time and in the playoffs and the imperfect the imperfection at quarterback and all these things. It was a pretty special era of Cincinnati Bengals football. Um the the Andy Dalton AJ Green era, the Geno Atkins, Look Carlos Dunlap era. There are a lot of players from from that group that are gonna be in the Ring of Honor one day.
0: Well, think about when AJ got here, what the perception of the franchise was. Carson had just retired, mm-hmm. tried to force his way out. They traded Chad for pennies and Chad was expected to go off in New England and AJ was was coming in and you just didn't know what to expect. A lot of people said the Bengals would go winless and they mess around, go nine and seven and go to the postseason. And that team never should have went to the playoffs. That's why there was a playoff loss that year because they overachieved. They had no business, right? That defense plate overachieved that entire team overachieved. And so they deserve credit for that 2012, similar situation, you know, got hot at the end of the year. I mean, I think, um, you're right. It was a really good era and AJ green deserves a lot of credit. And there were a lot of highlights, man, that, uh, him just bringing down catches that you wouldn't expect mm-hmm. or skying for balls that you wouldn't expect. His catch radius was nuts, and he was a hell of a player, no doubt.
2: Yeah, really special player. And, and what a line of Bengals receivers he's a part of as well, going all the way back to, to guys like I, Isaac Curtis and the historical greats through the Chad Johnson, A.J. Green, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, T.J. Hushmanzada, Marvin Jones, like all those guys, I mean – I wonder, it'd be really interesting to do this, to put all-time receivers and and figure out which team has the best all-time receiver group because the Bengals' tradition of greatness at receiver is rich and full.
0: Yeah, and the thing that stinks is I think they're all just shy of the Hall of Fame. Like I don't think any of them are getting in. I don't think AJ's getting in, Chad isn't getting in, uh, Isaac isn't getting in. That part really stinks. Maybe that'll change with this era, maybe two guys. Jamar Chase and C. Higgins will push for that. But uh, I want to end real quick on – so obviously he overlapped with Burrow for one year, and he wasn't Mm -hmm. the same A.J., no doubt about it. Man, he only had the one touchdown reception. uh, It was against Washington, which we won't talk about that Washington game. But he had a second one that was called pass interference against the Chargers. Mm -hmm. And what an annoying call that is because that entire season would have felt at least a little different had they won in that debut That was Clutch Burrow, by the way, driving him downfield after throwing an awful interception to Melvin Ingram, the drive prior. Drives him downfield in front of no one. One of the most weird games I've ever covered. There was no one in the stadium. You're watching this glorified scrimmage, but it's an actual game. And Burrow threw the game winner to AJ, and they called OPI, which it should have been offsetting to me if they were going to call it at all. Look at me, blaming the refs again. Yeah, here we go. Maybe we'll get more reviews. (laughs) Three years later, uh, for after no. a, a team that was going nowhere, and I'm like, man, there's no way that's Toby. Hey, Look, he would have tied Chad in in Bengals history touchdown wise if that counted. So,
2: if it was, big, uh, it was a big non, it was a big call. If you're still listening to us at this point in the show, in the off season, and you haven't left us a review, especially on iTunes, which I think is the only place where you can do reviews on Apple Podcasts, you can go do that. Go check out the Chiefs Please fans do. who left us a review.
0: Yeah, please do, to, to offset the Chiefs fan who listened <laughs> to one show and then just crapped all over us. was very upset with the way we talked about
2: officiating. Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. We've got Joe Goodberry coming up to talk team needs. We've got Andre Parada coming up to talk about the salary cap in the Bengals spending situation, talk about some contracts. We've got Mike Santagata coming up later this week to talk about some overall film takeaways from the season and some ways the Bengals can – change and improve and, and look to evolve going into 2023. So a full week of content as always here on the lockdown Bengals podcast. So thanks for listening. And until next time who day and have a good one.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this off season,